Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac Wayne heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play, and boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured, it was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky. 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Recorded live. trust that everything now is decent and in order, the mighty name of Jesus Christ. For those of you that have been worshiping with us 
We just finished our most recent topic entitled what? Miraculous Catch. We thank God for so many things that he shared with us and enlightened us in regards to miraculous sketches throughout the scripture. We're going to move on now to something the Lord has given me a few broadcasts ago and placed in my spirit. And he wants me to encourage his people to stick with God. Stick what? With God. Oftentimes in life, we find ourselves at a crossroad. We wonder, should we go this way? Should we go that way? Should we go with this? Should we go with that? Should we do this? Or should we do that? But God is placing on my spirit to share with you all. Stick with God. You may not always understand him. And God says, Robert, that's not a prerequisite to walking by faith. You know, we don't need to always understand God. We don't need to always be able to figure God out. God says, you've got to trust me enough to believe and to know that I have your best interest at hand. You think about your natural parents, you know, it took a mighty cruel parent not to have been doing something for the child's what? Best interest. Even as parents, we're not perfect. We don't do it, but but we're trying to do things in the child's best interest, trying to give them foods, that are good for them, trying for them to be in environments that are good. We're trying to do what's what's in the child's best interest. Well, God is perfect. We make mistakes as as human pastors, as human parents, as human leaders. We we make mistakes every day, all the time. You know, there's sometimes, you know, individuals, you know, I'll be prophesying to individuals. Know God will be telling me something, and I'd be like, "I don't, man, that'd be so wild. I don't even know if it be God." You know, and I'd be telling people, "Man, I'd be like, man, this is this is so out, out, outrageous. I don't even know if it's God." You know, but because we make mistakes, we we don't we don't perfectly hear Him, we don't perfectly obey Him, we don't perfectly we try, we try very hard, but God is perfect. You know that, and that's what God wants to see out of us. He wants to see us trying very hard to hear Him, trying very hard to obey Him, trying very hard to follow Him, because He is perfect. We are not, but He is. We're going to take a look at Mark chapter ten with a special focus on. Verse 27, Mark chapter 10, verse 27, from the New International Version, our scripture reads, Jesus looked at them, or his disciples, and said, with man, this is impossible, but not with God, all things What are possible with God? Again, Jesus looked at his disciples and he said, but man, this is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. Stick with God. Stick with God. You, child of God, stick with God. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we Magnify you. We adore you. Give you all praise, all glory, all honor. We count it a privilege, Father, to be able to worship you in spirit and in truth. In spite of our lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, pride of life, you are still worthy. 
you are always worthy of the praise, the glory, and honor. We may not be. Sometimes we operate in ignoble ways. But, Father, you never do. And you are constantly calling us to your perfection. Help us, Heavenly Father, to overcome the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life. Help us to overcome our fleshly desires. To be the children that you desire us to be. Do the things that you have called us to do. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Forgive us of our iniquities as we forgive those who have committed iniquity against us. We ask, Father, that your good, pleasing, and perfect will be done in our lives. In Jesus' mighty and glorious name we pray. Let the people of God say amen. Stick with God. As we look in our Bibles, Mark chapter 10, verses 17 on down through 31, we look at the story of the rich young ruler, rich young man. Very tragic story in Bible as we have a young man who goes away from Jesus say Bible says because he had great wealth. Well the truth of the matter, my brother and my sister, is that anybody that goes away from Jesus is going to end up sad. At the end of the day, now you you may be happy for a while, or you may appear happy, or you know all that. But at the end of the day, when you if you go away from Jesus, you're gonna go away sad. We are not created, we're not configured, we're not fixed up to go away from Jesus, but rather we are fixed up to go to Him. You have been created. Now, now the tragic thing is I see people running. I see the adversary. I have people running every day. Sometimes he run me. I'm going to be honest. Just running, just running. Don't running from worship, running from uh, offering to God, running from service, run, just trying, running from everything, trying to run from everything associated with God. But God says at the end of the day, you're going to be sad. Bible says in verse 22, at this the man's face failed. He went away sad. Now, there are some, some individuals, now you got to hear this with spiritual ears, and, and, and God wants me to clarify this to you all. Some individuals in Scripture went away from Jesus rejoicing. They went away from Jesus physically, but did not go away from Jesus spiritually. Now, you need to hear that with spiritual ears. I mean, because if you go away from Jesus physically and spiritually, you're going to go away sad. There are some folk that, you know, the Lord, and the Lord is bringing in my spirit now, the man in the region of Gadra. The Lord healed him of severe demonic possession. Jesus didn't allow him to go with him. But he was able to go away from Jesus and tell what Jesus had done all throughout the Decapolis. Enjoy. Because even though he left Jesus physically, come on somebody, he did not leave Jesus spiritually. I encourage you, don't leave Jesus Spiritually, this young man, he didn't just he didn't just leave the Lord physically. There was a spiritual disconnect that caused him to be sad, that caused him not to walk in joy, 
that caused him not to have the joy of the Lord and, and the peace of God which surpasseth all under them. Because he went away from the Lord spiritually. He went away sad. Well, so much that he had great wealth. Yeah. He had great wealth, yeah. But because he was not willing to do with it what the Lord wanted him to do, he went away sad. And any time we are not willing to do with people, places, or things what the Lord wants us to do, we will go away from the Lord sad. You're not willing to treat your husband like the Lord say, you go away from him say. You're not willing to treat your wife like the Lord say, you you go away from the Lord said. You're not willing to spend spend your money the way the Lord says, you you go from the Lord away from the Lord say. You're not willing to treat your parents or treat your kids like the Lord say, you go from you go from away from the Lord said. He went away from the Lord said. Because he did not want to do with God's stuff. That's the thing that some of us have to remember. Everything belongs, God says, to me. And God says, I have the right to direct how I want everything, everyone, every place taken care of. Because God says it's all mine. This money here that this young man was tripping off, it won't even his to start with. It was God. And God had the right and has the right to tell us how he wants his stuff, come on somebody, to be treated or to be done or to be handled. This young man tripping off God's money in reality. Some of you all under the sound of my voice, you, you tripping off God's money. Every dime you make on your little job that you got, it belongs to God. Don't get yourself confused. Don't let the devil trick you up. Trick this young man up. The devil tricked this young man up. He was thinking the money was his. Well, he then failed to realize that the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and those who live in it. For he found it upon sea. Sometimes people be tripping because their mama died. God said she was mine. I could have killed her when she was two years old. I could have let her die when she was two years old. She was mine. Some people tripping, you know, and different things happen. You got to realize stuff is God's. Everything and everybody, what? Belongs to God. This young man went away sad. Why? Not because he had great wealth, but he didn't want to do with the great wealth what God wanted him to do. And if when you start messing around with God's stuff and not wanting to do with it what God wants you to do with it, it's just a matter of time before you're going to lose it. I'm telling you now. I'm trying to be trying to tell you. Keep in mind, stuff is God. The Lord spoke to me some, probably about 20, almost 20 years ago. He said, Robert, you do know that house is mine, don't you? I was like, Lord, it's here, and them cars, and all that stuff, that swimming pool, you know, you do know it's mine. I was like, yeah. And God said, and it is meant for my people. So anytime God got some people that he wants to send to the Christian center, that he wants, it got to be available because it's his. Don't get confused and start thinking, oh, this is my house, my swimming pool, my cars, my, my, my. God said, what, what? I was listening at a, at a broadcast a little earlier. We had preached on uh, Joseph. And when Potiphar's wife was making advances and trying to seduce him, uh, once she caught him by the robe or caught him by the clothing and, and was like, come to bed with me. And Joseph was like, you know, he was talking about how, you know, the master, which was Potiphar, had withheld nothing from in the house from him because no one was any greater in the house than him. You know, and if you just read that real fast, it sounds like, you know, noble thing to say, you know, he resisting Potiphar's wife, but to say that no one in the house was greater than him, God looked at that sideways. Joseph ended up spending 13 years in prison behind that. 
God's sitting back saying, what you mean nobody in the house is greater than, than you? You know, God wants God want to be acknowledged and reverenced. You know, one of the things I share with, with many of the saints, you know, we, we you know, have given the privilege of working in the Christian Center Church worldwide. We got hundreds of bishops, pastors, and overseers around the world. We got thousands of members around the world. I was sharing with one one young brother earlier today. He called me on the phone. I said, "Look, I said y'all see the little Christian Center here in North Carolina." I said, "We got God has God has connected us with ministries and said ministries are with thousands with people as far as I can see." But we just, what y'all be seeing around here is little Christian Center in Kansas, North Carolina. I said, but God got God got stuff going that you, you don't know nothing about. Sometimes I be just smiling at y'all because I be like, they they don't know. They don't have no, they don't even know. And Lord, like, how, how, how can they know? They don't see it. You know, if you've never seen the dead raised, then how you going to know? that the dead can be raised. You might think it or you might believe it, but why are you really going to know? You ain't never seen it. And it's the same thing. If you ain't never really seen something out of it, you know, it can be it can be an enigma. It can be like, I don't, I don't know about that. Because you ain't seen it. And that's the thing I be having to remember sometimes about the Saints Christian Center, Saints in this country. Some of y'all, y'all ain't been with me. In front of 10,000 people. Y'all ain't been with me in front of 7,000 people. You ain't. So it may be, you know, we, we, we thank God for those of you that are moving by faith with us. But the magnitude of this ministry, you know, I don't even see all of it. I, I've, I've seen thousands and thousands of people. But God said, Robert, you, you, even you haven't seen the magnitude, the full magnitude of the ministry that I've given you, that I've called you to. You got to be willing to do with God's stuff as He wants done. This man's face failed. The real, the real problem was he didn't want to do with God's stuff. What God wanted him to do. And that, that will always cause us very serious what? Problems. The Bible says Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. Why? Because a lot of times the rich don't want to do what God told them to do with his stuff. That, that's the main reason why. A lot of times rich people have problems with God because a lot of times they didn't get to be rich by listening to God. Because if they'd have been listening to God all around, they probably wouldn't have, wouldn't have had all of that. Because they'd have been sharing it and giving it out and doing what God wanted them to do, like like God wanted this this rich young man to do. So so a lot of times it'd be hard for the rich because they done a lot of times they done lived a lifestyle of selfishness. A lot of times they lived a lifestyle of greed, putting their wants and their desires in front of God. And so a lot of time it'd be hard for them to enter the kingdom of heaven because they don't understand. This thing ain't about you and just just you. So it'd be hard for them to enter the kingdom of heaven. And a lot of time rich folk be going, God be like, they be going to hell. It's hard. It's hard because if it's hard for them to enter into the kingdom of God, then it ain't real, real hard for them to enter hell. If it's hard to get in the house, then it obviously it ain't hard to be out in the house. Because you either in or out. I want to encourage you, child of God. I mean, you, you know, there's, there's certain certain things that we've got to be, be careful of. Be on guard against. He said it's hard. It means hard for the rich. Why is it hard for the rich to enter the kingdom of God? Because a lot of times the way they got to be rich was by being selfish, by doing what they wanted to do with the stuff they got instead of doing what God wanted, but, but selfishness. The disciples were amazed. 
at his words. But Jesus said to them, children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Why? He's just used to doing what you want to do with the stuff, with God's stuff. You're used to doing what you want to do with God's stuff. You a lot, a lot of rich folk don't even don't even see it as God's stuff. That's the that's the ultimate deception of the adversary. When he start convincing you that it ain't that your paycheck ain't yours, well, he I mean when the adversary start convincing you that your paycheck is yours or your house is yours or your cars is yours or stuff is yours, that's when the adversary really got you. The disciples were even more amazed. They said to each other, who well, who then can be saved? Because, again, you know, then, just like now, a lot of times people think that the rich are the ones that kind of got it going on. Jesus was like, nah, just the opposite. The rich ain't got it going on. It'd be hard for the rich to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Which rich might have it going on down here. But Jesus was like, in the next life, rich be busting hell wide open. You know the story of the rich man and laugh. They knew the story. Rich man bust hell wide open. Why? He didn't want to do in life with the stuff that God gave him. I want to encourage you. Let's do with the stuff God give us like God say. Jesus looked at his disciples. We're about to close out. And he said, with man, this is impossible. In other words, apart from God, you not you, first of all, you're not going to be saved apart from God. What? No way. That you, that you ain't going to do. But you ain't going to be able to deal with riches apart from the Spirit of God. It, it, it's impossible. It's impossible. It's, with man... This is impossible. Being able to deal with a, a, a majority of material goods, a majority of money without the Spirit of God, it's not possible. My thing is to the Lord, Lord, if, if being rich will cause me to go to hell, keep, please keep me from being rich. If, if being rich, if you know in your infinite wisdom that being rich will get me sent to hell, then Lord, please keep me from being rich. Fix it up so I don't never get rich. If being rich will cause me to go to hell. With man, this is impossible. But not with God. All things are possible with God. Well, even being rich and making it into heaven is possible. What? With God. What does that mean? That means that with God, you're willing to listen to God about them riches. You're willing to listen to God. With God. God said, now, you're with God. I, you know, I need, God said, I need to be involved in the directing the affairs of them riches. Then Peter spoke up. He said, we have left everything. Follow you. People is like, you know, I want to get some serious goody points of that. Truly, I tell you, Jesus replied, no one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for me and the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age. God said, Look, I got some blessings for you right here in this present age. Homes. Brothers, sisters, mother, children, feel along with them. Now, 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 God said, Robert, deal with this for a minute with my people. Because some of them need it. Some of them need to hear this. See, if you're not willing to let go of the former, you can't get to the latter. If you're not willing to let go of the homes you had, in the kingdom of God. 
you can't get to the homes that God got for you. If you're not willing to let go of the mothers or the sisters or the children, or you're not willing to let go of the family, or whatever it is that, that, that you had, then God said you'll never get to the, the stuff I got for you. Because you're still holding on to what I had for you. So you can't get to what I have for you. You see, you got that. Peter said, look, we have left all this stuff. Well, God said, I got a whole lot more in store for you. But the people that don't leave this stuff, not willing to leave this stuff, then that's all you get right there. That, that'd be it. And that's where, that's where a lot of you at because you ain't willing to go. This is, this is pretty powerful stuff. You, a lot of folk ain't willing to leave home for to do nothing gospel-related. God, somebody sent you out of the country. Send you out, God couldn't can't even hardly send some of y'all down the street, and you'll go. You ain't willing to leave brothers and sisters. God said some of y'all can't do that. Can't do that. You ain't got enough faith to do that. So then that's all the brothers and sisters. That's all the homes. That's all the, right there that you will have, period. And that's all they'll have to because they can't leave it neither. In the kingdom of God, we got to be willing to let some stuff go to get to some greater stuff. A lot of times we got to let go. In the kingdom of God, we got to be willing to let go of what we used to believe in order to believe some new stuff. You think about people that Jesus healed, and he would be telling, telling them all to do certain things. You know, they had to let go. You ain't walked in 38 years. It's pretty good chance that you don't believe you can walk. So for Jesus to tell you, get up, take up your mat and walk, that's just like telling one of us, that take off and start, that can walk, take off and start flying. You ain't walked in 38 years. You ain't doing a whole bunch of believing you can walk, but Jesus said so, so now I'm believing it. You know, I, I, I think about uh, yesterday, I had to go back to my doctor that I hadn't seen since I had it's been a long time since I've seen them since I've had these health challenges and as I was as I was walking in the doctor came in and she told me she said she said when I saw you walking in I was like is that Mr. Bryant cuz last time they saw me I was in a wheelchair you know when I first came out of, and first dealt with some of these health challenges I couldn't even move the right side of my body I'm like man you know, and I was telling her, I was like, look, you ain't seen nothing yet. When my God finish up, you're going to even wonder if I done had these health challenges. I'm trusting God 100%. Sometimes I get upset and back and forth with the Lord for, for me having to go through this. But as far as the healing, I'm trusting God going to heal me. I'm gonna have, I'd have to die believing that he's going to heal me, and he don't. Because with God, oh, what did we go over? What did the script say? With God, what? Well, wait a minute now. All things are possible. So, so I told, I even told the doctor yesterday, I said, look, I said, I know what I asked my God for, and I know what he's going to do for me. So let your report, whatever you're talking about in here, let it be in agreement with what he has said. She said, I like that, but I like that, but because if it, if it ain't in agreement with what he has said, I ain't going for it. I ain't going for none of what you're talking about. Doctor, come telling me it's six months to live. I ain't, I ain't, that ain't even registering. You better let what you're saying be in agreement with what God is saying, or I'm throwing what you're saying right out the window, doctor or lawyer or, or counselor or pastor or whoever you call yourself. Our word need to be in agreement with what? God's. Our word needs to be in agreement with God's. So now all of this stuff here, 
that most people see as pretty important in life. God tell, turn right around and tell us be willing to let it go. Man, you ain't gonna hardly tell the average mama to let go of her children. You ain't gonna tell her. You ain't gonna tell her that the average mama. That's why a, a true woman of God, she, she she ain't average. The average man, you ain't gonna hardly tell the average man he got to let go of his his mama, or he got to let go of his uh, fields and his possessions. You ain't gonna tell the average man that. Well, that's why I take an extraordinary man to be a man of God, to be a true man of God. God said we got to be willing to leave all this stuff. And this is pretty powerful stuff. What what did it say? Brothers, sisters, mother, father, children, your fields. You know, but then you're going to receive, you know, but he said you're going to receive homes. He said you're going to receive brothers, sisters, mothers, children, fields. But he said along with them, it's going to be persecution. See, when you really start, and the reason why some of y'all ain't getting persecuted and don't receive a lot of persecution, you ain't really doing this. You're just playing at it. When you really start doing this, when you really start letting mother and father and sister and brother and cousin and them go, when you really start letting them go, there's going to be some persecution. You're going to be talked about at the little family dinner when your back is turned. You're going to be a little talked about at the wrong thing. This is the reason why some of y'all only see no persecution. Y'all ain't doing nothing. Ain't doing this. You ain't doing this. And persecutions will come. When you cause see, some of these groups that, that's in this in the scripture right here are some of the very main groups that most of us see as some of the most important people in our life. They can turn into some of the greatest enemies in your life too. Some of the pe- if you if you don't behave just like they want you to behave, some of the people that they, they can become some of your greatest enemies. Along with them persecutions and in the life to come, but but God said, look now, God said I got a reward for you if you're willing to do this now. If you're willing to do this, God said, I got a reward for you in the age to come. Eternal life. Hey, listen to me, children of God. Eternal life is not cheap. Eternal life will cost you and I everything we got. You think about God giving us life forever? And God said, it ain't going to be cheap. Ain't gonna be cheap. But God said, But many who are the first, many, didn't say all, didn't say everybody, but he said, Many who are the first will be the last. God got a way. I've shared this with you a number of times of flipping the script. You know, talk about how us as apostles, you know, how. You know, in life, we we treat it as the scum of the earth. You know, we treat it. Uh, God got a way of flipping the script in the life to come. You think about the rich man and Lazarus. Oh, man. Lazarus and life, man. Dogs was licking his sores. Everything was all bad for him. You know, didn't have much to eat. Didn't get back. Rich man dressed in purple and fine living, lived in luxury every day. They died. God flipped the script. God flipped the script. Lazarus was the one comforted. Rich man was not the one in suffering when they died. With man. Stuff be impossible. There be certain certain things we 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 can't we can't deal with just in and of ourselves. We can't we can't deal, but with God, putting that thing in God's hand. 
it can it can be it can be handled. It can be dealt with. It can be taken care of. God, with God, with God. We need what we got to seek, children of God, is we've got to seek God's way in every situation we find ourselves in. No got a bill that gotta be paid and you ain't got enough money to pay it. God got a solution for that. We were around here uh just yesterday. Had had to get some medicine. You know, it was costing quite a bit of money. And uh one of the saints suggested said uh well first of all we had a miraculous call by a uh a healthcare provider. They gave us a, a ridiculous rate on health insurance. That was just, I knew that was God. And then the man, when he was talking, we had him on speaker. The man was talking about, you know, how how much this was going to save us on medicine. Well, we had already ordered uh, some medicine that was going to cost a pretty good piece of money. One of the things suggested, well, why don't you just get 30 days? My thing was just to get two weeks, but we didn't go with that. We went 30 days. And we cut down, paid a reduced rate on the medicine and going to get uh, more reduced, more reduction in in the rate, you know, when the insurance kicks in. I said, this ain't number God here. This ain't number God. So you say, Apostle, what you're driving at? And it, whatever the problem is, God got a solution. And we may have to be patient. And we may have to do some searching and some looking and keep the faith. And, but God got it. ain't no problems where God ain't got no solution. Let me say this again. There ain't no problems where God ain't got no solution unless it's something that God just say ain't going to work to start with. So keep in mind, children of God, let's be... Let's find it. Let's find God's solution. Cause with God, what? All, not most. All, not a whole lot. All, not some. All things are possible. Stick with God. God bless you, and heaven smile on you. Have your way, Lord, in this place. Have your way, Lord, in this place. Have your <laughs> Fill us with your love, have your way, Lord, in this place. church 
pray that pray for food on our table, clothes on our back, shoes on our feet, and shelter above our heads from this from the rain. In Jesus' name, Amen. Saints, you can reach us through email at the Church at gmail.com. Check out our website at https colon forward slash forward slash thadfg dot wixsite dot com forward slash tccww. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Spreecast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444 and try ID 17959. On Spreecast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christian Center Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our TalkShoe homepage. God bless you and heaven smile on you. In Jesus' name, amen.
Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac Wayne heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play, and boom! On Yeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured, it was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky. 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.